And below me, it's Pete. <laughs> it's like, I don't know where I am. I know, it's like, ooh. Raise the roof, whoop, whoop. Um, and we are playing a myriad of different characters. Uh, just follow along as best you can, because it's all insane. <laughs> All you need to know is I've got all the fills. Yes, <laughs> he has all the fills. He's got his filling of all the fills. Uh, and Chloe has the best lines. So, <laughs> so here we go. We're about to begin. Tonight, we bring you a most epic tale. One of fortune and misery, but mostly fortune. Lots of fortune. Too much fortune, one might say. Anyway. Our tale begins in a distant land ruled by four great houses. The Grand House, Microsoft. House Sony, the oldest house. Apple, the wealthiest house by far with a market value share of $2 trillion. And finally, Google. The youngest house, but still quite a mighty one in its own, own right, who also shares an alliance with the minor house, Samsung. But on the horizon there came into view a few of the upstarts who were beginning to amass their own fortunes by combining forces in an attempt to conquer the giant houses epic games emerged rebellious and defiant with a new gaming model it called gaas or games as a service and they asked for help from another minor house one called tencent they united their houses for $330 million and unleashed their greatest weapon upon the world and called it Fortnite. The weapon was devastating in its effect and brought to them many riches, including $3.7 billion in the year of 2019. Now that you know the players, let's begin. Let's begin in the year 2011 as Apple, in order to become the one ruler of them all, put its plans into action with an email from Steve Jobs, the former lord of House Apple, written to its senior vice president of internet software and services, Eddie Q, and member of the company's executive team, Philip Schiller. Two names we will see more of. I think this is all pretty simple. iBooks is going to be the only bookstore on iOS devices. We need to hold our heads high. One can read books bought elsewhere, just not buy, rent, subscribe, or subscribe from iOS without paying us, which we acknowledge is prohibitive for many things. As the marketplace known as the App Store grew, so did its problems. Here's an email from Philip Schiller to several Apple executives on the 3rd of February, 2012. What the hell is this? Remember our talking about finding bad apps with low ratings? Remember our talk about becoming the Nordstroms of stores in quality of service? How does an obvious ripoff of a super popular temple run with no screenshots, garbage marketing text, and almost all one-star ratings become the number one free app on the store? Can anyone see a ripoff of the top of a top-selling game? Can anyone see an app that is cheating the system? Is no one reviewing these apps? Is no one minding the store? This is insane! Two months later, Vice President of the App Store, Matt Fisher, sent an email that included Philip Schiller as a recipient. We've updated the weekly App Store and Mac App Store app dashboard to be more informative and visually appealing. 
please take a look and let me know what you think. Best, Matt. Philip replied almost immediately, saying, This report is amazing. Very informative. Note, you have a scam app. Palm reading booth on top on the top charts that should not be on the store ha and have you have you hide my fart that should never have been approved and you have hide my fart that should never have been approved apologies has apple learned to adapt and handle the monster of its own creation epic's founder tim sweeney reached out to tim cook ceo of apple specifically in an email dated june 25th 2015 hi tim Y'all should think about separating the iOS App Store creation from compliance review and app distribution. The App Store has done much good for the industry, but it doesn't seem tenable for Apple to be the sole arbiter of expression and commerce over an app platform approaching a billion users. It would be extremely positive for Apple to take this approach proactively before the topic is overly complicated by opposing political, regulatory, moral, and competitive forces. Best regards, Tim Sweeney, Epic Games. Was this a portent of things to come? Perhaps foreboding? Foreshadowing? Well, Tim Cook replied the only way he could. By forwarding the email to his team and asking, Is this the guy that was at one of our rehearsals? Sent for my iPad. Not long after this missive was ushered, Epic developed a game called Fortnite Battle Royale which was released in September of 2017. By May 2018, they had amassed over 125 million players and had earned $1 million plus on microtransactions alone. Epic then felt confident to make its first move upon the ancient house of Sony in an email sent to Phil Rosenberg, public affairs director for Sony. Dear Phil, Sony's interoperability restrictions have put both of our companies in an untenable position adversarial to our customers. Many Fortnite players are kids, and their friendships are being torn apart by Sony's segregation of players on competing platforms. Frankly, we do not believe Sony's position on crossplay is even legal. Please see the attached analysis prepared by our European Council in the context of EU law, including, importantly, GDPR, data portability mandates with direct bearing on cross-play and cross-purchase. Perhaps Sony had not previously considered all of the implications of the GDPR legislation and of Sony's growing market position. We urge you to please do so now, and to please reconsider whether there is some amicable way that we can open up Fortnite together in a partnership benefiting all. Ultimately, though we love Sony, we love our customers more. Please understand that Epic firmly believes that this action is a matter of legal right and moral duty, and I am conveying this to you following extensive deliberation and legal analysis across several continents with Epic's board members and major investors, and we are prepared to pursue this course with all available resources, where it leads us and for however long. We urge Sony to find a way to enable this in a positive partnership and to join Apple, Google, Microsoft, and Nintendo as stewards of platforms enabling all customers to play together with all of their friends. Best regards, Tim Sweeney, founder, CEO, Epic Games. Rosenberg responded. Hi, Tim. I appreciate your note and sincerely want to ensure you that my company is taking Epic's request seriously. As we have discussed in the past, we would never want to inhibit a gamer 
from enjoying a video game anywhere he or she wants. We love our consumers too. I have asked our legal teams around the world to review the letter that you have attached to your email and I'm confident they will dig in and discuss it right away. I certainly can't comment on your counsel's option, but I understand their point, I think. I know, I know that you have a clock running, and yet I still don't believe we will be prepared to be included in the cross-console announcement during E3. I hope this is not an issue for you, and I certainly don't want to see any news regarding Fortnite that would be negative for either of our companies. Thanks for your partnership and understanding, Phil. Not one to be outsmarted so quickly, Tim, Tim Sweeney replied. Hi, Phil. Thanks for your continued efforts. It is important to highlight how definitive a moment E3 will be for Fortnite, and the general principle at stake. We'll announce and release on Switch, with cross-play, cross-purchase between Switch, PC, Xbox, Mac, iOS, and Android, which is coming soon after E3. We'll announce the broad details of the eSports program, which will be extremely inclusive and player-friendly. There is great eagerness among all partners to announce their eSports participation. We won't delay partner announcements by weeks or months on the mere hope of future Sony Epic discussions being fruitful. Tim. Phil rose to the challenge. Hi, Tim. I'm not optimistic we could get anything composed by E3. It's just a week away. Maybe we should talk on Saturday. I want to make sure that I am crystal clear about what you are saying. Sound okay, Phil? At some point during the day, the two contenders spoke privately, spurring Tim Sweeney to pin this screed. Hi, Phil. Thanks for your two long talks with me today. We would love to find a way to launch a great E3 Fortnite esports debut in partnership with Sony. And processing the tone and thoughts in these emails, Please understand that Epic much prefers, and we assume Sony also prefers, to have the frankest possible policy discussions in private than to have any sort of public conflict later. And I apologize, as I was optimistic that the opportunity offered in our original eSports proposal was so wonderfully beneficial to PlayStation and the future of the platform that these harder conversations could have been avoided. Tim. Around the same time, Joe Craner, Epic's Vice Pre President of Business Development, Development, wrote to Sony. We love working with PlayStation, and we want this to be a win-win. The longer this drags out, it will be less so. I can't think of a scenario where Epic doesn't get what we want. That possibility went out the door when Fortnite became the biggest game on PlayStation. Let's make this a huge win for us all. Epic's not changing its mind on the issue, so let's just agree on it now. Joe Craner. As we now know, a mere three months later, Sony announced crossplay on the PS4 via blog post. Following a comprehensive evaluation process, Sony Interactive Entertainment has identified a path towards supporting cross-platform features for select third-party content. We recognize that PS4 players have been eagerly awaiting an update, and we appreciate the community's continued patience as we have navigated through this issue to find a solution. After Epic conquered Sony, it then set its sights on its next conquest, Microsoft, Google slash Android, and eventually Apple. Tim Sweeney approached Microsoft's Phil Spencer with a different tactic, one of almost complete fealty. Hi, Phil. Folks from the Xbox teams are 
in North Carolina today, and we had a productive discussion in which we disclosed the following highly confidential plan. We're bringing Fortnite Port Battle Royale to iOS and Android in late February. Not a dumbed-down version, but the full experience, running at 30 FPS and supporting cross-play, cross-purchase, and cross-progression. We want to work with Microsoft to unblock all console mandate interop restrictions. It will sell lots of Xboxes as players are pulled into the small screen experience socially and want to upgrade to the much bigger, better, big screen experience. Please help us excuse this for launch, Tim. Phil Spencer, always the jovial gentleman's businessman, replied. Congrats on the success with Fortnite. I'd love to be a great platform and service for Fortnite, allowing you to reach maximum potential for the games across all devices. I was aware the team was there today, and I instructed them to be supportive of your asks. The stickiest of the issues is cross-purchase. I think it's solvable, so I'm not saying this is a blocker, but we do need to work through the scenario with you. Unrelated, one thing you should look at is Mixer and Hyperzone on PUBG. We see good viewership on Fortnite on Mixer, and we'd love the opportunity to innovate with you here. We'll work through this. Cool opportunity. Phil. It would be a while before Microsoft and Epic would come to a deal, but the foundation for the continuing relationship was laid in that moment. Meanwhile, Epic was also forging an alliance with Samsung in the hopes to reach into the Google-slash-Android market from a side door. The alliance was not only a coup for Epic, but a personal triumph for Tim Sweeney's ego. Dear DJ YJ Thomas, Thank you very much for all of your support for the successful Note 9 and Fortnite launch today. We're grateful for the faith Samsung has put in Epic to make this possible. You have my assurance that Epic will support Samsung 100% in any battle with Google. We will not ever give in to Google pressure to support Google Play, even if Google blocks Fortnite on Android, and even if the battle requires litigation lasting many years. Fortunately, our best defense is the love that customers have for Samsung phone phones, Unreal Engine, and Fortnite. Though Google has threatened us in private, uh, they are unlikely to actually retaliate, as that would be visible to all of your customers, the industry, press, and regulators. We'll stand firm in our partnership to advance the whole industry together. Best regards, Tim Sweeney, founder, CEO, Epic Games. Spurred on by the fiery rhetoric of the uncomfortable Tim Sweeney, the head of Samsung Business and Strategy, Thomas Coe, rallied behind his newfound champion. Tim, you are truly inspiring. We at Samsung will do the best we can to make this collaboration a game-changing moment. Entire industry is heard and now they are watching us. Let's make history together. Thank you for your support of Samsung and looking forward to the success of Fortnite, CrossNote 9 and many, many more. Best regards, Thomas Coe. With most of the players in place, Epic moved forward their assault upon the last of the great houses. It all started with a plan, set up by the Vice President of Engineering, Daniel Vogel, to undermine their respective app store fees, calling it an app tax, for developers slash publishers, by releasing their own store within a store plan. The critical dependency on Going live with our V-Bucks price reduction efforts is finding the most effective way to get Apple and Google to reconsider it without looking like the baddies. We submit a build to Google and Apple with the ability to hotfix on our payment method 
that passes the savings on to customers. We flip the switch when we know we can get, get by without having to update the client for three weeks or so. Our messaging is about passing on pr price savings to players. Google, Google and Apple will immediately pull the build for new players and potentially take an even more aggressive stance. What comes next is what is less well-defined and, in my opinion, should be our focus. What is our detailed communication and legal plan at this time? What is our approach when Fortnite goes offline on mobile devices due to la lack of ability to update? How do we not look like the bad guys? And what is our strategy to counter Apple and Google's lobbying? As I assume that this that will be done in overdrive as they will treat this as an existential threat. Any disagreement on this? Daniel, Epic Games Inc. After much discussion on what the next step would be, Vice President and Co-Founder Mark Raines made a foreboding prediction. We should realize that there's better than 50% chance Apple and Google will immediately remove the games from their stores the minute we do this. They may also sue us to make an example. The members of Epic prepared for battle with Google, laying out their strategy in an email from my Matt Weisinger. We will face challenge. Google and Apple are so large there are beat reporters on them as their job. When it is large company versus large company, these writers will defer to Google and Apple and defend them. The way that changes is if we go to that table with their friends. Epic is not sympathetic. Start to build a coalition. Publicly announce a coalition and their mission. Have an agency from public affairs that helps manage it. Come up with your list of advocacy points. Get rid of the app tax and add some other issues. With a coalition, we're not the only voice in the news cycle. Now it isn't only us, and the conversation is much larger. When it comes to the press, that results in more neutral to positive coverage. One company versus another on a policy issue is one-dimensional and not sustainable. Coalition will take one to two months to get started. 80k to 100k to get the coalition funded. They're running polls, they're running ads. Go the nuclear option. It becomes the catalyst for the coalition, which is up and running and can dimensionalize the battle for us. Hoping for a sustained media press or ongoing groundswell is unlikely. Our company is too successful to be sympathetic about it. It's a rich company versus a rich company. We just need a sustained amount of press. The problem with this fight is that nothing new will happen. We will not win with a sustained battle. It is a big successful company versus big successful company. We have employed the firm who can run the strategy for us and build the coalition for us. Alternative option, fake submission with Apple. Has to be perceived as a win for consumers, but the 80% of savings isn't enough to win by taking the game away. Apple has no problem going down a litigation path and they will not cave in a week or a month. We have to have a strategy of sustained sympathy and at some point they can't take it anymore. One company can't do that. He later followed up with, Propose what the structure looks like to take this on. Need more of a robust schedule and content pipeline. What response is ready to go in the down scenario? Create narrative though. We are benevolent. Create dimension. And thus, Project Liberty was born. A facade coalition created to mask a cause born of greed. With its birth, Tim Sweeney reached out to Phil Spencer at Microsoft once more. Hi, Phil. 
Long ago, we talked optimistically about the possibility of subscription-free multiplayer on Xbox. PlayStation requires subscriptions for multiplayer, but exempts free-to-play games, including Fortnite. If this is coming, please consider the possibility of timing the program to support Fortnite Season 14 launch. Epic has certain plans for August that will provide an extraordinary opportunity to highlight the value, valuable proposition of consoles and PCs, in contrast to mobile platforms, and to onboard new console users. While I can't share the details with any third party at this point, I give you Epic's assurance that our efforts will be positive and supportive of Microsoft, Xbox, and Windows. I realize this is incomplete information. And you have a big ship that's slow to turn. So the specific ask is, please keep in mind this possibility for August 27th and expect events through August to draw specific opportunity into focus. Tim. Bill Spencer, busy fighting his own battles, replied, I owe you a bunch of things, and I'm behind. I apologize for that. Just a lot going on, but that's not an excuse. You've obviously seen our Samsung announce. And now, our back and forth with Apple. At the highest levels of Microsoft, we are committed to pushing on those, these policies and continuation to expand our console platform's capabilities. You can chime in as you feel comfortable, but I did want to just let you know that I have your point on xCloud on other consoles, haven't given up, free to play outside of gold, we will get there and I want to partner with you and our store entitlement ideas as items. I, I'm going to review with you to make progress. I'm committed to that just behind. Hope you're well, Phil. This was a markedly different tone from the years before, and Tim Sweeney seemed energized by the reply, enthusiastically replying with a promise of bloodlust. Totally understood. I gather there's a lot going on at Microsoft nowadays. Anyway, you'll enjoy the upcoming fireworks show, Tim. And thus we end our tale here. A tale of intrigue, strange alliances, mass coalitions, but above all else, greed. No matter what the outcome of the tale of Apple versus Epic in the coming weeks, we must never forget, as Matt Weisberg stated in his very own words, this is a tale of a rich company versus a rich company. Thank you, my friends, and good evening. Thanks for listening. Please check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow us on social media at Rapid Reviews UK, or the podcast-specific Twitter at RRRadioPod. Please follow us on Twitch at Rapid Reviews. The music is made by Johnny Atma. Please check out Gametal on YouTube. And for everything else, please visit www.rapidreviewsuk for all the latest reviews.